back to Get Real, the podcast that is perfectly symbolized by Jeff Probst's post-COVID mullets. Um, I'm Garrett. There's also Elsa and Taj. We're here to talk about reality TV. Survivor's back. Big Brother had a freaking fireworks of eviction. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mary showed us her um, warehouse of a home, which is full of the most odd kooky things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, and Bachelor in Paradise, Ivan did a no-no. So we got lots to talk about. And that's the episode. Have a good one, guys. Just <laughs> Bye. <got it> out. <laughs> oh, and uh, we can talk about Drag Race. At least like the breaking news headline, I think, is kind of fun. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, you told real you, We talked about it, you liar. You texted oh. me it. Oh, that? Yeah, I feel like that's fun. It's interesting. That's all day. <laughs> yeah, but it, we didn't talk about it ever, and now it's happening. Okay. I didn't watch that episode, but we can do that. I did watch it. We can talk right. about it. Well, I think this is going to be a majority Survivor podcast. Oh, there's I, so much I Survivor think to talk about. Yeah, I think There's that's a lot of Survivor to talk about. Safe we'll to start, say. Or do we want to start with Big Brother, since it's like a short little like yeah. appetizer? All right, I well, feel like it's a good thing to like, about- warm up with. Let's do a five-minute Big Brother, because... <laughs> The only real, like, this was a good week in general, I guess, but... Yeah, you want to talk about what happened, Taj? Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's morning, so we forgot. What are we drinking? I got a nice cup of water to help start my metabolism. See, it's really early this morning, and so I am having... I'm having my first cup of It is so early, Elsa. It is is 11.15. Maybe for you. We're not all in... The same time zone. Okay. I'm on Cancun. Yes, we are. <laughs> For like two more months, we are. I tell you, I'm. I've adjusted my body to live on Hawaiian time. I so it's with 8 a.m. for a for few me. days, and I know that that's true. Actually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. Yummy. Well. Let's start with this week of Big Brother. Garrett, how about you break it down? Because I, I kind of skimmed through it. If I'm okay, honest. so here's I have a lot to say. This eviction where Kylan goes home crystallized this season for me as one of the better seasons. Like, I, I, I've gone back and forth about how I feel about this season of Big Brother, but the story, the narrative is so good, like so compelling and rich that I don't care if the game is like not as like flippy floppy and interesting right like we've gotten so much payoff i guess is the way i'm looking at it um you guys are comedians and you understand narrative like when you're doing like a storytelling you want to like build tension and then like release it that's how you can make like a good joke that's how you can make like a really good dramatic moment right you build tension and then all of a sudden there's a moment of release like um that's why like avengers infinity war was so well received because they've had this like long drawn out like building of tension to finally have this great big build up and moment of release right i feel like kyland going out in the way that he did makes his whole storyline and everything that happened with tiffany and hannah last week way more like interesting like dramatically ironic now because 
they were telling him to his face exactly what was going to happen. And then it happened. And then Kylan flipped the F out in the most Kylan way ever. So basically, Xavier won both HOH and the veto, which the veto, did you guys watch the veto competition? It was like when you had like the, the ball. The, the ball thing. That yeah. was the HOH. Oh, that was the HOH. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the veto was the one where they had the like balls the balls and the balance and, like, the, thing. It was like the days, like whatever day it was, you had to like put the balls on that. If anyone is touched by God in this house, it's Xavier. <laughs> because did you see that one like on his last ball? It like rolled up and almost out. And it just happened to roll down the beam to him. Oh, no, I didn't see that. And if it had fallen out, I think he would have had a restart, right? Probably, yeah. He, like, looked at the cameras like, did y'all see that? Like, he, like literally the last one, the last ball, as he was going to get it, like, flipped up. And instead of, like, falling out like it would have if it fell anywhere else on the thing, it just happened to roll perfectly down the narrow beam straight to him like insane that is actually yeah that's it's crazy. the exact wow. opposite is the exact opposite of that tiffany gift from earlier in the season where she like slid the like moscow mule thing and managed to knock all three of hers off the table with one drink do you remember that yeah no <laughs> <laughs> that's oh my it's, god it's a hilarious hilarious gift it's like shuffleboard and she has like two of them down the farther on the board and she slides her third one and it manages to hit the first one off, hit the second one off and then fall off itself. And she just like, is like, that's so unfortunate. Xavier's is the exact opposite. His rolls perfectly to him, which honestly just describes uh, Tiffany and Xavier's game. No matter how hard she tries, it's not meant to be. And he gets a lot of luck. Yep. That's true. <laughs> um, anyways, Xavier convinces Big D to evict Kyland. And I don't even think it really, I don't really think Big D needed that much convincing to be honest. I don't think Big D likes uh, Kyland. I don't think, I also think that Big D uh, thinks he can beat Aza because he thinks he's like the mastermind of the cookout. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, Taj, I don't know if you heard this clip, but it's Big D being like, I made the cookout. I planned <laughs> everything. Yeah. I made sure it went the right way every single week. Was that that wasn't in the episode, right? Was it just on the live feeds? I don't even remember. It always blends together for me because I watch it like oh my see, because now we're gonna this I I at this point we're gonna have like an X big D final two. I think they're both that's the in. most likely. It's either a big D's in the final two, no matter what. We yeah. called this like weeks weeks ago but there's no if, way big d's getting cut <laughs> if we had an aza big d final two no that's what i want i low-key want aza to win i don't even low key, high key. Too. i high key I like, want aza to win because i, I do too aza is self-aware like whether you like it or not aza is extremely self-aware she knows she hasn't done anything <laughs> like she's aware of it she's like we we were the social fun jokesters right also did you notice that in the final three there's a king and two jokers yeah and xavier's whoa. most likely to win it whoa i know isn't that weird that is weird yeah that's cool super i love when like reality shows have like 
this unintentional like symbolism that comes out of the season. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, Xavier was, the, Xavier was on the Xavier was on the I but I understand the like the metaphor. Yeah. But like, I'm saying literally Xavier was on the Kings team and Aza and Big D were on the Jokers. But all the way back in the beginning. He'll if he wins, then he is the king. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a minute. I <laughs> I know you said you were flipping flopping on the season. I think overall it's a good season, but I think the winner will kind of be like the last really like check yeah exactly see like if it's a big d win i'm gonna be like this is not winning this is not a good season but big d's not winning i promise you i promise it's either aza or xavier i like if big d wins somehow i quit (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i I would be so confused because like watching the jury segments first of all tiffany will not let the jury vote for big d I guarantee Tiffany gave them the lowdown on Big D and everything that's going on with the, this, the cookout. We saw her tell them about the cookout, right? And take credit for the master plan, which she should. And that's why I'm urging all of our listeners to text Tiffany to 97979. Please give this single mom $50,000. She deserves it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who else deserves it? Like truly, I bet. I bet. Like it's gonna be between her and Derek, Derek X. X. It but is. the thing is, like, it I shouldn't bet. be because Derek X has been gone for so long, and he's like twenty five. Like he's not also, married. He's like, like a pre jury. He's like a pre jury favorite, but he's only in post. He's not pre jury. No, no, no. But I'm saying like. Oh, I know what you mean. Because we only see him for two weeks, and then he's yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen Tiffany for, you know, I guess a way week longer. Long. Yeah, a couple weeks longer, but. Uh, I hope I hope she wins, but I just feel like we have an opportunity to give someone who actually needs some money some money. Yeah. Like, let's do it. And it's like a long it's someone who's a long time fan of the show. We all know Tiffany's the biggest Big Brother fan in this house, in this cast. Like she's a live feed person. Like she's been doing this for years. Yeah. Yeah. Like she would I feel like not only would it change her life, I think she'd appreciate it so much. So I'm I am team Tiffany for that course since day one yeah team tiff team tiff but uh i think the best part of this week was always was the live eviction of kylan going home and then his chirping (laughs) with x at the end which i think this season kind of like what you're saying this is i think a good season to rewatch, like post jury yeah because like every single thing that like what you're saying tiffany and hannah has like alluded to has happened and i think like watching that like back knowing what's going to happen mm-hmm. you're like oh my god it was written right out for us i also just think that like it makes the moment have more payoff like yeah. there was so much yeah. payoff to this moment because it had been relatively like i could say we could say dry season of like fights and like tension like real tension so when we finally got it it was and it was so good like quote unquote good it was really bad the things you said are horrible mm, but it was yeah. so like raw i guess is a better way to describe it yeah that it like it was so like as a viewer you kind of felt rewarded for like sticking out this whole time and like so it felt worth it to let everybody out there know what happened because oh yeah really said what (laughs) happened as kyland got evicted like as he was walking out the door essentially he like got in X's face and was like your nephew doesn't have anybody to look up to like you're a scumbag and it's so sad that you're setting this example for your nephew 
I feel like you're doing you're, you're saying the right words, but you're not doing it in the right way because Kylan does it in this like psychotic way, I think. Like he did it like a Karen. Yeah, like no, like he this is, is not surprising that Kylan did this, knowing what we know. Like yeah. he has like a mask, is what I've seen people online describe it as, and I completely agree with this. Like he let his mask slip away in this moment yeah. because he's always smiling. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's like someone told him if you smile, people will like you. And he so it, no matter what he's saying, he is smiling. So he's like smiling at Xavier and he's like, What about Kobe, huh? Who's he gonna look up to now? You're not gonna have anyone to look up to, Kobe. Yeah, and then Xavier's like, keep talking about my nephew. And Kylan's like, still like smiling at him. And then he's just like, I just don't understand why. You didn't give me a heads up. Where was the heads up? What are you gonna do for Kobe? It was just it was creepy. Like it- I the part that hit me the most was that at the end you could hear Julie being like, Kylan, let's mm-hmm. go, Kylan. Yeah. Oh no, it was worse than that because <clears throat> he was like leaving and then he turned around and started like like a kind of speed walking back into the house. And I thought he was going after Xavier. I thought he was going to punch Xavier, honestly. Oh. And so did Julie because Julie was like, Kylan, 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 Kylan. <laughs> But then Kylan was just grabbing his water bottle, and that was yeah. so funny to me. I was like, "Oh, that that's very Kylan's. Of See, course, he needs his drink on the way out the door." I I really wanted a shove. <laughs> like, oh, I, could you imagine? I really yeah. like. I just oh, like, because that's like the that is like the most actual like anger and tension we've seen this season. i mean we've seen like big d and tiffany or yeah big d and tiffany get each other's face but it wasn't anything nearly as serious as this like t- kylan took it too personal like oh, that's yeah. not cool bro like no we kylan has always like kind of struck me the wrong way he's like s- like social cues and stuff he like yeah like the smiling thing like he always acted kind of He's just creepy. Like, Like, it's he's the villain of this season. Yeah, it's like the villain and then the real villain, the movie villain, the real villain. Here's what I'm saying. I I think if you give this season of footage to the survivor editors and take away the live feeds, this is a bomb ass season of reality TV. Because Kylan gets a villain edit the entire season because they know this moment's coming at the very end. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Big Brother, the way it's edited is a is a problem for it, honestly. Because, like, it because it's so in the moment live. They don't they don't have a way to like set up long term arcs like Survivor does. Yeah. And I would love to see this season like recut up where Kylan's like bad side is actually shown the whole season because he he was protected a lot because he was a hero for part of it. You know what I mean? Like for a while he might have been the winner and you want to make your winner look good, right? But when you know he has this epic downfall at the final four where he goes out the door saying crazy things to Xavier, like imagine the edit we could have got from Kylan. Imagine the Xavier and Kylan conversation being shown prior. Because I don't think it was shown on the show where they talked about Xavier's nephew. I don't think they did. Xavier's brother died like three months before... Yeah, I house. didn't know that. I think Xavier, they talked about that. Xavier talked about <clears throat> it in a confessional. He had a confessional yeah. where he talked about everything. And it was really good. I really enjoyed that moment. But he didn't like you know tell that it Ky- to Kyland. Kyland, um, 
took Xavier's ring. He he had he had it on him as collateral, I think, and he it was like his dad's ring or something like that. And in the eviction seat, there's like a clip of him. You can see him very clearly take it off his finger and put it in his pocket. <gasps> and he walked oh out God. the door with it. X is not getting that back. I think Kylan's horrible. He's a horrible person. Like, yeah, he needs to do some serious evaluations of himself. Crazy that this is like his character development. Well, it's ironic, and I love. I like. I could drink irony with a straw. It is the most satisfying television to watch in the entire world. The man who talks about wanting to have the winner be a good representation well he behaves like this like are you kidding me like it's so hypocritical he's like i don't think he literally in his exit interviews talks about how he evicted tiffany because she he didn't think she would be a good representative as a winner of big brother that's insane. for like whatever reason he yes he literally said that I think it's because he didn't perceive her as doing enough or something like that. I can't remember exactly what his reasoning was, but the bottom line was he didn't respect Tiffany enough because he didn't think she would, he didn't want her to represent um, as the first black winner. He said those words. Meanwhile, he's acting like a whole fool. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. I don't understand. This man needs to, this man needs to like sit down and look at what he, I feel like he will sit down and watch this season and come away being like, I don't understand why anyone was mad at me. <laughs> like, I truly yeah, yeah. think, like, I don't think, I don't think someone who can continuously tweet at companies, like, will, will is not going to see why they're wrong in the wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because the reason That's why he's just... mad is because he sees it as I set up terms and conditions <laughs> with Xavier. Xavier has violated those terms and conditions. Therefore, I have a right to complain to the manager. And that's exactly what he's doing. Like, literally, he says, like, we had a final two. Like, we said we were going to go to the end with the best because that was going to be the best look for a Black winner on the show. We wanted to have the two best at the end. And Xavier, because you violated that, now you're not like that anymore. You've you've betrayed me. You violated the terms of our deal. Like, He's Xavier's like, yeah, well, lol, I'm gonna get 750k. You're not like, bye. Like, props, Xavier. That's how the game's played, Kylan. I don't know what you want, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm happy Xavier took the shot because I was afraid that he was gonna after last week. I was afraid he was gonna he take was gonna Kylan be to, a Kylan. <laughs> well, I was afraid he's gonna take Kylan. Could you imagine that? And, <laughs> but I'm happy he did it, and I I really hope he wins now. I would be fine with the Xavier win, but I low-key want an Aza Derek F final two with an Aza like nine zero win because it would be so hilarious to see. Win. Do you know how funny it would be to see Derek F lose to Aza? Oh no, that would be hilarious. Because Derek, but... I think I personally think Derek F expects to lose to Xavier. Does he? Which is maybe not. I don't well, know. I don't think so because it sounds like he has a big head if he thinks he orchestrated the cookout. Yeah, but I, he I still definitely think does. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's gonna think he's gonna win no matter what. <laughs> yes, which is kind of even more funny. I think that he loses nine to he possibly loses. Hmm. I think that he loses to Xavier seven to two or eight to one. I think that he probably gets Britney and Oz's votes, maybe. I don't think he gets Britney's vote. 
I think Britney is. Oh, like, but she like cheers for him in that jury house. I I feel like Britney is like. Did you see that scene? This, yeah, but I don't know. Like, she's like, I, come on, Big D. Come on, Big D. That was like. I think that's just this how week. she is, though. Yeah, I feel like Britney, when like she's a fan of the show so much that she can respect someone playing a better game than her friend in it. And I feel I, like when it comes down to it, if it's really okay. like X makes a great point as a lawyer, I feel like he'll have. Do you think Ozzo will vote for Big D or Xavier? See that one. That one's hard because like she's because she has Big a middle D, school crush on Xavier. But she has a middle school crush on Xavier. <laughs> like. The fact right, also that, that a hard decision. was like, I should have taken out. I should have not like taken out Hannah and realizing it later too. Like, yeah, it's tough, but um, I guess we'll see how this week wraps up. Two more I weeks? hope it's awesome. I hope it's awesome. just one. It ends on Wednesday. Yep. Ends on Wednesday. That's exciting. Ooh, wild. Yeah. Ugh. But good week, big brother um great week of big brother good payoff now let's get to the 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 meat the real meat potatoes yeah. of this meat and potatoes I, oh! first of all, I would like to say um i'm so sorry touch why oh yeah my <laughs> here's the thing i'm gonna say something uh, i know we're jumping the shark here i, I hope halfway through shark. this episode I was like, I know who's winning Survivor 41. It's Sarah. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I know all the clues. I was like, Sarah is the winner. We're getting the female drought is over, ladies and gentlemen. She will be our queen. But here's the thing. I knew this was going to happen also. No, I didn't. But I'm playing 4D chess because I put it all on one person. And... Who? Who is the one person? How many seasons of Taj? How many seasons of Survivor have you watched unspoiled? Because you watched Winners at War two. Yeah, <laughs> that's so <laughs> you have. You're screwed, buddy. You're you're gonna be fooled by every little trick they have because you're so used to going in knowing the winner. Like you think you you're like, oh, I know exactly what to look for because you already have the answer every yeah, time. No. Here's the thing. This is going to be a great aged moment for for two months from now when the winner's announced and it's one of my people. And then you'll be like, Todd was right. And I'm like, sorry. Look, Which of your people do you think it is? I'm going to be honest. I it's think Xander. you got Xander could ah, win, but no! I doubt it. <laughs> Here's the th- Okay. I got to also say, God, I missed Jeff, man. I Jeff miss was incredible him so much. In this episode. He was like, so good. He was incredible. I we were had... talking about that when we, Elsa and I, in the car when we were driving back, because Elsa and I went to Kelly Wentworth's and Lauren's um, premiere party, and on the way back we were talking like Jeff was just on fire tonight. Like he was just funny. He was, he was just really good. He host. did awesome. Like after after having Julie Chen since I ex- July, yes. like, oh my gosh, I forgot how like like charismatic how high... people can be. Like the host of any reality TV show, it's literally Jeff and then miles down, and then you get like, I don't know, fucking Phil from uh, yeah. that. But I no, like he's Phil's good. Yeah, Phil's yeah, a good Jeff, host. Jeff blows it out of the water. Though. Oh, Jeff's way better than Phil, but like Julie Chen is literally 
the worst but hosts like, on television. The past probably. year of TV that we've watched, let's just think about who our hosts have been. We got Chris Ariel, Chris Harrison, Julie Chen. Mm-hmm. Ariel's down there with Julie Chen. Yeah. She's really bad. Ariel's not good. I remember being like super into like her her like new bit at the beginning of season three. But like after two weeks, I was like, oh my God, it is so one note. It, this is so bad. Like, yeah, you guys were like, Ariel's good. And I was like, no, well, it, it was just so different. Cringe. It was just different, I think. And we were like wooed by this new, like, she was trying harder, I think. And then I, by like 10 episodes, I was like, please stop. Like, just go away. I still like Ariel Vandenberg. That's just me. I like her. Uh, Chris good. Harrison is also below Julie Chen. Yeah, I mean, Chris Harrison... He was a better host, but he's a worse person. Exactly. I think I would agree Although, I don't know if Julie Pechen's a worse person or not. She's pretty bad. I would agree Mm. with you until Julie Chen's little stint two weeks ago. Yeah, but, like, Chris Harrison compared to Julie Chen, you can't... Two weeks ago? You mean all season? (laughs) Well, specifically two weeks ago. What about, like, Lil Jon and David Spade? Those are some pretty good hosts. <laughs> Little John, I love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's David talk about Spade Survivor. was a little creepy for me. Let's talk about Survivor. I don't want to talk about David Spade. <laughs> yeah, this was a great episode. I loved it. I'm gonna yeah. just say, I thought this was easily in the top ten of Survivor premieres. It's not. It's not a top top five because we we got heroes versus villains. You got Pearl Islands. You got Kagiyan. Those three are easily top three, like most iconic premieres of Survivor. Borneo, you can't you can't say the first episode's not iconic. But you know what I mean? Like this was really good. This is a good episode. It was really I, good. I think like I really liked when they kind of did the moments where people got to have like their one like there a lot of people like got to share their stories and like yeah, they the, did like the that type of editing. Yeah, with the flashbacks and also like they'd zoom in with this HD cam on their face and like they're walking or whatever. And like they have that music. I really liked those segments, but I do think that this first episode, even though it was really good, when I rewatch season 41 a while from now, I might have to skip through this first episode. Like hearing the whole like COVID spiel in the beginning, like it's good for now, but like on a rewatch, I don't know if I'm like want to like hear it again and like especially all the bios and stuff. Like I don't know how hmm. you guys feel, but I I don't feel that way. On the rewatch, I just I don't I liked it now, but I think on the rewatch, later, I don't know. I think on the rewatch, just like what we were talking about with Kylan, on the rewatch, these bios are gonna be more interesting. Yeah. They're gonna have payoff to the narrative of the story that this person has on the season. Survivor's really good at that. They yeah, they yeah. they they have so much footage that they are able to like tie up if it's a good season, you know what I mean? They tie up into little bows. Everyone has a nice story, or a lot of people will, you know. Um, so I don't know. I I felt like uh, <laughs> well, here I'll tell you. I've watched this episode three times <laughs> already. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, the first time I watched it, it was um with at the bar, so it was really loud. I couldn't really hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second time I watched it was when I got home that night 
and I had already been drinking and then I had another drink and that one like put me over the edge. So I watched it like pretty drunk. And so that was like a whole experience. Uh, and then I watched it again sober, like in the light of day, <laughs> like really closely paying attention to it. Um, and I got th- each experience was very different, I would say. Um, but I loved it. Yeah, I, I thought it was I really good. We have a really great cast this season, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There don't really seem to be any flops in terms yeah. of characters. Uh, I mean, I guess it's also too early to tell. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say Abraham was like the most outstanding first boot. I, I don't yeah, that's remember why literally I said anything. There weren't too many flops. Yeah. Abraham, but I also just don't know if that's his fault. I think that could just be the way they edited it. I think it was. I think he seems like a pretty lively personality. Yeah. He doesn't seem like, like he was just like boring and then they got, vote, got voted out. That's not that's not the vibe I got. Yeah. Um, And then I think that Heather is the only person who we didn't really get to see her personality come through at all in the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, But that could change. We didn't see Detective Dean at all in the first episode of Island of the Idols. And then he was like a main character of the season. So, you know, it could change. Um, I... I, you know, I liked I liked Vooch. I liked Voce. Uh, Voce. No, uh, I thought he was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah I was really surprised by him. I, I, we were like so just I think it, on him, but he was good. I well, I him. think it goes with what I was saying. Like he's not a right wing nut. Like he, we know that he yeah. has more self awareness than I think we gave him credit for. Um, I I still don't see him as like a main player though. I think Evie. Is totally controlling the Yasa tribe right now. Um, I love Evie. Yeah, Evie was. I don't know. Great how do you want to? How do we want to talk about the episode? Do you want to go like beat by beat through the story? Do you want to do like pros and cons? Do you want to talk about players? I don't know. We haven't done a Survivor episode before. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's moments. Yeah, it might be too much to go cast by cast, but I guess good moments. Especially yeah. for a two-hour episode, and we already yeah. went over the. Cast. I think we can just kind of talk exactly. through like the stuff that's happened. Yeah. I think one of the really big things is Jeff right off the bat introducing the concept of do we still oh, want to say come on in guys. I I have so many thoughts on this, but I want to hear what you guys have to say about this first because no, just that. I want to hear what you well, two have to say. I I might not have the best answer because I I'm not like a lifelong fan. So like to me, come on. Like when he was like, when I introduce a challenge, what do I say? And I'm like, uh, uh, let's go. Like, <laughs> whatever. didn't even <laughs> like, know. Like, no, that's good. No, that's good. Keep going. And so like when everyone's like, come on in guys. I was like, oh yeah. And then, um, you know, him like talking about it. Like, like I, I guess like good for Jeff for doing it because Jeff is definitely getting with the time, especially if like he'll talk with a, a, lucina last season and um you know about that so just like pretty aware lucina yeah yeah lucina lucina oh my okay whatever i tried i tried didn't i get up you did try you tried you tried your job but um i don't know like ricard like going like yeah i don't i don't i don't think we should do that and jeff going like okay like it didn't affect me i was like i'm not someone who's like always okay come on in guys so I was like, I don't really care. Like, I guess that's just because I'm, I'm, I haven't been watching it my whole life. So I don't like, I'm not like, oh my God, like 
he says that words on Pavlov into going like reward challenge or whatever. But yeah, no big deal. I um personally as someone who identifies with both she they and they them pronouns neither of which typically involve guys um I am totally fine with guys the word guys I was saying to Garrett that I feel like the um oh my god what is that word that i always forget shish kebab yes in the shish kebab well no in the like when a word you use a word so much it kind of like develops a different meaning in like a community's language oh um vernacular yeah in like I, i would say in our in the modern like vernacular at least in our age demographic guys is more gender neutral than it is gendered mm-hmm. in yeah, my I opinion i agree with i that. use i use the word guys in a gender neutral sense and i feel like the way that survivor has used it has used it in that sense like he's used yeah. it from the beginning and it wasn't all men at the beginning like it is always technically been a gender neutral term in the in the context of the phrase come on in guys i would wager to say that there's a clip of jeff saying come on in guys and the first group of people to walk in is a tribe of all women yeah i'm yeah. sure that that is the case like if um in like if, from in vanuatu or one world if the yeah. men's tribe lost the immunity challenge the last episode the women's tribe would come in first because then the men's tribe, or because then Jeff would say, um, Solani, getting your first look at the new Malolo tribe, or Manano tribe, not Malolo, that's in Ghost Island, Manano tribe, um, Leaf, oh, no, Leaf didn't get voted out, but you know what I mean, you get the gist. Um, what happened to Leaf? He makes the merge, so he doesn't get voted out in a tribe situation. Anyways. True. Um, <laughs> True as hell my nerds showing uh it's it's been showing this 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 phrase thing pisses me has pissed me off so much like i have been so angry for the last couple days about this not because of the show i came out of the show like not really thinking about this at all like it was like a moment that happened and i was like okay like i don't i didn't really i personally agree i don't really see the point in changing it but I also feel like if there are people who want to change it, I really couldn't care. I could not care less about changing it. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who cares? Like, if, if if you want to change it to come on in, then change it to come on in. And that's fine with me. I I, I really am not going to fuss about it either way, right? That's not why I'm here to watch this show. Um, I was so upset that I love this episode so much. I came away from the premiere being like, this was so good. And going online everyone this is all they were talking about people everyone this is the only thing if you go on reddit like there's like hundreds of posts being like this is what i think about come on in guys and like blah 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 blah. it's like who cares like and honestly it became like gross to me how much people were focusing on it like in it ran the gamut of like people being really conservative about why they didn't like it being like 
this is too damn woke. I'm tired of watching these liberal shows, which is like, go back to season one. Like Richard Hatch was like gay on the show. That was like groundbreaking television. Like that's what the show has literally always been about. Um, so I don't know why you're mad about it now, but whatever. To like people on the left being like, this was super performative and ultimately didn't accomplish anything. And I'm like, I get it. I, who, but like, who cares? Like you guys are focusing on something that's so small and like, for what? <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, why can't we enjoy the all the good stuff that was in this episode? And we have to sit here and talk about this BS. I don't know. Yeah. That's my thoughts I, on it. The thing that's bugged me, and I know that this was bugging you, is that Ricard is the one getting dogged on. And Evie. But Evie indirectly. Said, Evie said they, they didn't care. Yeah. So I think that the show did something that was extremely like problematic, but I don't think they did it on purpose. Um, or maybe they did, but not like without not really seeing what they've done, but by making Evie the spokesperson of like, we don't, I don't think we should change it. And Ricard being like, I think we should, it's caused like, like that's a very like queer conversation. And I don't mean like, uh, I mean, I do mean it's a queer conversation. I mean, it's a conversation for queer people to have with each other, but so many straight people are like commenting on it. And for me, that's been like really hard to like, I've hated reading it. Like Ricard's gotten so much hate over this. Like he's gotten death threats. Like I saw him post on his story, like a picture, like you nasty little queer. Why would you come in here and change my favorite show? You should just go and die and kill your husband as well. Like just nasty as stuff. It's like, and people in general, like the general vibe of like the average fan towards Ricard is that he's like a snake. And like I've rewatched the episode three times, like or seen the episode three times. I still don't really understand why people feel that way. <laughs> like he maybe I, did. I like, do a little. But n- there's literally a scene of Shan saying, here's my evil theme music. Like having an evil scene and no one's saying, oh, shan's a snake they're all like i love shan i just think it's like this double standard i don't understand why ricard is being held to like snake level when shan is being lauded for her game when i think they both should be rewarded you know what i mean i'm i'm standing shan but i'm also standing ricard like i why why is it this weird like i don't get it it's like also like it's survivor like exactly you have to vote snake like that's they're making out like, like it's a bad thing though yeah, that's like when Kylan was like, "Oh, you're a real great example." It's like, dude, this is like, do you? I mean, you know what show you're on? Yeah, exactly. Like, why <laughs> you lie and deceive people? Well, Kylan has like, deluded himself into thinking that he hasn't lied as much as other people when he's in fact lied more. That's always the thing that's so funny about these shows. Is you're like, "Oh, yeah, don't trust him. His snake is liar." But like, anyone, they all do it. Yeah, it's so hypocritical and like. This is dumb. I think the well now I gotta ask because you guys were there when with live with Ricard seeing yeah. the episode. Was there any sort like in no. when that scene happened? Was there any sort of like like nod to Ricard like oh cool or was there like a general like I don't remember. Or was I it just like, like something just blew over? Applaud it. I feel like we may have cheered. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, he, he, I agree he, with what people are saying that this was brave of ricard to say this like totally yeah 
especially I, because it was like the conversation had been over yeah and yeah he, and he brought it back up again because he felt like he needed to i even agree with the sentiment that like the show shouldn't have put the contestants in this position i don't think that this was this wasn't a conversation to have on the show i don't think i think if jeff wanted to change it which he clearly did he should have just changed it and if you wanted to say i'm changing it here's my reason why we're moving on fine you know what i mean but I feel like it put Ricard in a really awful position. It put Evie in a really awful position where I'm just seeing their names thrown around all the time now in regards to the situation. Some people are treating like Evie's opinion like it's the only opinion. And I think that's super wrong. Like queer people aren't like a monolith. We're not all like the same mind, right? Yeah. And we know that obviously, but I don't know. It's just like the show needs to handle these things better. This is not the way to do it. And I'm yeah. disappointed in the fans about how they have now taken it so far and let it control, like, let it take away from what was a really, really, really good premiere. And even now, and we haven't even talked about most of the premiere. We've only talked about this. Yeah. Also, like, come on, guys. That's, like, bottom five. I mean, like, Jeff has, like, five phrases that are more iconic than yeah. that. That's the <laughs> Easily. Funny thing. It's, like... Yeah, he has but... phrases that he says less often in the season that are more iconic than that. He yeah. only says 39 days, 18 people, one survivor, one time on a season. He didn't even say it this season. No. But that's easily more iconic than, than come on in, guys, because that's so generic. Anyone can say that. Like, that could be on any freaking show. Like, that could they're... be on Amazing Race. Most, I mean, like, number one, most iconic, obviously, the tribe has spoken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. So it's like that. And then everything else. Immunity. Like, once immunity. again, back up yes. for grabs. Exactly. Like w way more. It's like, the, I think the only thing iconic about come on in guys is the way that Jeff says it. Cause he goes, come on in guys. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not like, come on. He's like, come on in guys. <laughs> yeah. It's just a generic phrase. There's no, yeah. But yeah. It, dumb it's dumb the whole discourse around it let's talk about all the good stuff we got so much fun yeah. stuff to talk about okay we started out there on the boat for the marooning we get to see the camera people what do you think about that i liked that i always like it seeing that oh what do you I think of uh oh go ahead because i was sitting next to garrett's mom <laughs> and she leaned over to me and goes who are all those people <laughs> <laughs> she did i didn't hear that that's and so we funny like, that's the crew <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god i loved watching survivor with your mom she was so funny about it i can't stand watching survivor with her she talks i during know the show. i think that that's what made it even more fun for me because i was like i thought it was so fun i like to talk while i'm watching stuff so to have someone on the i do too but me, i don't like to not be able to hear and there's like no it. subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. They should have put subtitles on. Um, what do you think of Jeff's like blues clues, uh, Steve? That's all I could think of when I watched this. Really? And other people have compared it to that too now. It's not just me. I, I didn't see it. I didn't Rob Sesternino had the exact same comparison. And I said it in the moment. So you can't say that when I copied him. No, in the like beginning when Jeff's like, hey, how's it, how's it been? I it's liked been a while. 
Did yeah. you watch the Steve from Blue's Clues thing from like yeah, a week or yeah. two ago? Oh yeah, cried. Didn't it have the exact same energy of Jeff being okay. like, "Hey, yeah, well, been? it's been a while." No, it did. Yeah, kind of. And he's like talking directly to you, and he's like greeting you. And he's like, "We're old friends. Let's talk about that." It's great though. Hey, no, I liked happy. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying you had the same vibe. Yeah. No. I yeah. It did. I liked how he hid the thing in the tree. And then later in the episode, we got to see Tiffany like oh walk right by the tree. Oh my God. Also, like, do you guys think he did that for like all the other, uh, all the other beaches and did <laughs> something? Because it just, no way. I mean, it, do you think it just worked out this perfectly? Where the No, no, he said, he said he put it on all the beaches. I know, but like, do you think he like filmed it too? So it's like, Oh, oh, like I'm gonna put this right here for Blue Tribe, and then like what if it came, probably. I was thinking, I bet. Is that I bet he did. My thought process was there is a chance that he filmed. They filmed it retroactively. Oh, oh, after that's, the that's, fact? there's a chance of that too. True. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. he knew that she was gonna be right by there. But on the other hand, like somebody's gonna find the idol eventually, so. I thought it was it. super interesting that we had no idols in this episode. Really? Oh, because you, you think everyone's such a player that they would have No, it's just, it's such a staple of the premiere now. I feel like someone finds an idol. Like it happens almost every premiere. I don't like it. I don't like that when they, to me, like the idols. I like, like when a, the idols are hard to find. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't like like the, this one? the idol use, which is always a big like talk of new survivor. Mm-hmm. This one was not hard to find. No. She just didn't find it. Yeah, she said that. But it, this was not an idol. It's like flat. I could see how you'd miss it. What do you think the beware advantage is? That's what it was called. What do you think it does? Oh, yeah. Didn't Same. he say? No, he didn't say. He just said, this is the beware advantage. It has like a risk involved with it, is what he said. Uh, I'm getting that sense from a lot of things going on. Like, yeah, you can like the, lose a your lot vote of, a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, a lot of this like. season is about risk. Would you risk it all? For, well, should we talk about? I think, I think the beware the- advantage might. I I heard someone. I do not remember which podcaster said this, but someone said that the beware advantage might be something that uh, warns you uh, that you're going to get votes. That's which like, I think how would it do cool. that though? How would it I don't do know. That? I don't know. Like like what? beware. Yeah. Like beware. You're getting votes tonight. Or beware. You have votes in the urn. Play your idol. I don't know how it works. Anyways. Yeah, it, it, that would be hard. Let's talk about the opening challenge. Yeah. So they had to find their six paddles, then jump off the big boat, swim to their little boat, unclip both clips, paddle out around the buoy, and then grab the flint. And the first time we do that gets to keep all their normal supplies. So like, which is this season's just a machete, a pot, and a flint. Yeah, and no the other food. two tribes will have nothing until later. We'll talk about that. I watched um, this with my mom. She goes, they don't get any rice? <laughs> and I was like, no. Not this she season. Was like, she was like, what are they supposed to eat? Coconut. She was like angry. And I was like, there's like coconuts and crab. Yeah. And she was like, that's not enough to sustain you. And I was like. You should have been like, uh, we know. That's the point, <laughs> yeah. Sarah. She told me I that think she Sarah will be the really whole season. I'm really excited. Good. I think she should apply. I I, I think she could get on. That would be awesome. Yesterday, I think I got her and Steve to apply for the Amazing Race, though. 
Whoa. They kick it on. I don't know. I don't know Steve at all, so I can't comment on that. Your mom could easily get cast on Survivor. I think so too. She's the perfect type of person to get cast on Survivor. I agree. She reminds me of people who've been on the show before. Reem, but also, really? she, but not just Reem, but yes, Reem is like the number one. My mom, Denise, reminds me a lot of my mom. I can see that too. That's you yeah. tell her to apply and then she can come on the podcast. I have. Oh my God. Could you imagine if my mom got on Survivor? That'd be so good for the podcast. True. True as hell. True. Okay. I'll, I'll tell her. <laughs> but yeah, they, um, so green team wins, right? Well, okay. There's a little bit of like, yeah, there's so much that ha- we got a little, little couple them. things. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, the yellow tribe, whole ass mess. They cannot find their last paddle. It, do you think this is their fault? Or do you think it's unfair that the yellow paddle blended into all the yellow stuff? <laughs> I could That's not see fault. it at all. But I do you w- think that they should have seen other people up there yeah. untying paddles? Because I think they should have. Yeah. Because all I the guess. paddles were in groups of three, right? That's so what, true. What was one person doing? <laughs> like running around and not realizing that these people were up there. You know what I mean? Someone well, dropped the like- ball. And didn't see that they were doing that. It's not like it's their job to be paying attention to what everybody else is doing. No, but you'd think that if you're looking for a paddle, you'd look to see where other people are untying things. Yeah, that's true. I felt because it was hidden under a yellow net. I felt like it was a little. I get why they didn't find it later. Like once everyone had jumped off, like there was no way they were going to find it, I feel like. But when the people were still running around, I feel like they had a chance when when um, other people saw their paddles. Or they could have seen, like, the blue paddle themselves up there. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it was on them. I don't think it was the fault of the show. Um, and then the blue tribe did not unclip their back clip, so they were dragging the anchor behind them as they were paddling. So they, like, weren't going anywhere. And this is so funny to me. That one clip of the I, at first, I thought like the waves were really bad. I thought it was like the current or something because yeah. you see like a it was a clip of just the blue boat paddling, and then in the frame, the green tribe just like zooms past <laughs> the blue tribe. I was laughing so hard at that. I didn't hear this the first time I watched, but on my rewatch, I noticed that Jeff said they were like he was like they're going so slow. It's as if they're pulling an anchor. Yeah. He also said, make sure to unclip both of your clips. And they didn't. Oh. Um, we also got that epic slow-mo shot of Brad diving into the water. I just True. really like that. Yeah, we di- um, yeah. Brad has slow-mo this episode. Brad has like a cult following already. Yeah, I'm there, dude. I am. That's really? why I picked Yeah, him. but it's ironic, but he does have it. <laughs> I love Brad. Loki. We'll Loki. talk about why, but Brad, he's funny. Oh my god. What a dude. He's a perfect amount of crazy. Um, they he go back is, to the honestly. beach. And the two tribes that lost, the blue tribe and the yellow tribe, they find this like note that says they have to compete in a challenge and they have to pick savvy or sweat. 
a savvy is like a triangle puzzle or a triangle riddle as sydney will call it later in this episode which is that was like such a funny confessional to Did me she, really? she was yeah she I was like get that I she was like that. i don't even remember exactly what she said but it was along the lines or it had the energy of we couldn't even fucking unclip a boat you think we could solve a triangle riddle like <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny to me um Anyways, it was like this triangles and you had to count how many triangles were in the shape. I think the answer was 51 is what I've learned from the internet. Wow. Um, what? Yes. But you only had one guess, which I yeah. think was a mistake from the show, but we can get to that. The other option was sweat, which was you had to use like two cast iron pots to like walk a course not really a course, but like a path on along the beach to fill up these two large barrels with ocean water. Um, both tribes pick sweat. I liked the the little clip with a uh, voce and um, <laughs> he's oh like, you have, to be an, you have to be an idiot to be doing the sweat. Yeah, and then <laughs> he's like, I'm an idiot. I'll do the sweat <laughs> if you want to do it. And he's like, sure, I'll do it. I I'm gonna get a Xander impression down because this kid has such a weird speech pattern. Like he, I love it, but it's weird. He sounds so nasally. I feel like he he it it's more like controlled and measured than I thought it would be. It's not like quite like that. But I'll yeah. get it. It's gonna I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna listen to him more. I found out that his name is Alexander, and that kind of annoys me. I, I know would... a lot of people that go by Xander that are Alexanders. My middle name is Alexander, and if that was my first name, I would go by Xander. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Garrett's middle name is Garrett. It is. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. That's Did a classic. I say that on the podcast? That's a classic. I've one. said it on the podcast. My That's brain a... does not. I don't remember this, this at is, all. That this was is such not a, a podcast inside joke. This is an inside joke that only I am involved in. No, I remember. This is a great bit. I loved the Garrett Garrett bit. But I, I, I have made no this memory up of like, this. Really? I made this up like two years ago. We yeah. have had this conversation so many times. Garrett cannot retain any information in his brain about stuff like this. Just Survivor. Only Survivor. <laughs> if you want me to care about you, go on this damn show. <laughs> <laughs> All you'll know everything you'll know your birthday then i'll invest so much into you yeah yeah garrett only knows my birthday because of survivor <laughs> he only knows my birthday because his birthday the date of his birthday and the date of my birthday are his two favorite seasons and we're born it's the same month that's awesome. we're born in the same month but i know it now that's just how i initially remembered it so when May fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and your you social security number is one two three four five six seven eight nine. Damn. So after after this, the sweat, the the blue team gets the sweat. Um. The the boat comes. Well, okay. I want to. There's a couple things about, you want to talk about Nasir. Yeah, I want to talk about yeah. Nasir. First of all, oh love my this god, man. Nasir, love I him. love Nasir. But Nasir goes down on the beach. And he doesn't see Danny and Deshaun doing the sweat challenge like they're supposed to be. Um, and then he goes and he sees them like looking in the rocks and he's like, they're looking for idols. 
So Nasir runs back to camp and says, hey, everyone, I got to talk to everyone. And he says, Danny and Deshaun are looking for idols. So here's what we're going to do. This is the final four. We're voting them out. This was so funny to me, Elsa. Crazy. It was a lot. A big move. A lot. In his defense, they were looking for idols. I think that there was a way to accomplish what he wanted without going. I just think he did too much. You know what I mean? He did, which is what we thought he was going to do. At least yeah. that's what I thought he was going to do preseason. Just go too hard. Just play too hard, yeah. I feel like he could have come back and been like, maybe talked to one person and been like, hey, I saw them looking over on the rocks. What do you think is going on? Or even just like, hey, did you guys see? I can't find Danny and Deshaun. Like just as yeah. simple as that can just cause problems you know what i mean without making you out to be like the bad guy yeah because it did blow back in his face in the end kind of or it would have if they hadn't won it will because sydney rats him out so yeah. i'm worried yeah. for this year <laughs> yeah me too. i am especially because in the next time on survivor they talked about wanting to get this out that makes me think he's safe yeah, the next times are so. It's never the person that they say no. is going home in the next time. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch the next times for that reason because it's so baity. Um, the next time has re- has produced the greatest clip in Survivor history, though. So you got to watch them. Which What's one? The next time? It's from Survivor Nicaragua, and they cut the next time to being to Jeff. One of the contestants goes, "Uh, what about the losers?" And then Jeff goes. They will be taken and executed. (laughs) And they they leave it like that in the next time on. And it's so funny. And then it's like, it's obviously nothing like that in the actual show. But they make it seem like they're going to kill people on the next episode of Survivor. I like, if Taj specifically, if you're a Brad fan, I think the next time on for this upcoming week was so funny for Brad. Oh, right. What do you do? I don't do? remember what it was, really. It's, it starts off by him. It's like crazy, shaky footage of him like sprinting through the wilderness <laughs> and then like hiding under plants. I love it. I'm so excited. That's so awesome. But like, it's crazy. I feel like the thing that I want to give the show the most credit for is I feel like I know these people already. Like, I know so many of them. I feel like I know Brad. I feel like I know Ricard. I feel like I know Evie. I feel like I know Jeannie. I know Shan. I know Liana. Who else? Obviously, JD. I feel like I got to know Sydney a little bit. I know Erica a little bit. We got to know Tiffany really well. Xander really stood out. Nasir, obviously. Yeah, everyone got their time to shine. And it just seems like such a fun group. Like, I'm excited to watch these people for the next couple weeks. Like, I'm not... I'm... I, there's been seasons where I do not like the cast. Like one, I remember as a child, I was like 12 or whatever when One World came out. I hated it. I hated the cast when I was a child and I didn't understand. I couldn't verbalize what I didn't like about it because I was barely like a fan of the show at that time. I just watched it. You know what I mean? I wasn't online talking about it, certainly. Well, with that, is there anyone this episode who we didn't really like? Because one, one person kind of 
bugged me a little bit. I have a person that bugged me. All right, you go first. But I, I no, I you do. go first. I okay. I got real tired of JD. Me too. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Everyone just, likes him online, though. I think I don't know if we just got like too much of him. Like, but it was just too much, and like, but also I kind of don't like it because like, I see some of myself as JD on Survivor. I do too, and, <laughs> and I don't like that. And Except for I, all the the faith stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, like that didn't bother me, but it was no, no, like, I'm not. I'm not saying oh. that. I'm saying you're not. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah. Be your character oh, type. Oh, I thought you said. I, okay, yeah, I didn't hear you say accept. Um, I thought you said especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just like it was too much, a little too much. JD, it's like well, he, he, yeah, he was like the star of the episode. He had the most yeah. confessionals. He, I was very confused by him. Like I didn't know what the show was wanting me to feel about him because one minute he's being really annoying, one minute he's being really endearing, and then he's being really annoying again, and then he's being endearing again. And I don't know how to feel. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be the first boot. And, yeah, me uh, too. Because of that, I was like, oh, they're giving him like the first boot. Where like they kind of like, they kind of like fluff up the one someone who's leaving the episode, give him yeah. a little bit more confessionals, and you're like, oh, they're going home. I really like, thought he was going home, and I thought Sarah was gonna use her shot in the dark, and he was gonna go home because of that. Do you remember? I, yeah. Do you remember that episode of a uh, uh, Winners at War where Tony had like forty confessionals? <laughs> yeah. And it was like. I think it's 19 or 18 but yes yeah and it was like tony's going home like the like the first oh no minutes. i never thought tony was going home that episode really? he won immunity oh okay well before then i don't know like once the episode started and you've got so much of tony you're like oh he's probably going home like i don't know like i'm getting that vibe and then you're like oh no like he's not he's fine that's how i felt with jd that episode of of survivor with tony is literally if you took a video that's an hour long of a man running on a tightrope across the skyscrapers of New York, that is what Tony did. Like at lightning speed with no care, just booking it the, down the tightrope. The fire tokens, right? It was like, yeah, he, all the fire he, well, that ep- he finds an idol at the beginning of the episode. Then he gets extorted by, yes. um, well, he finds the advantage that he thinks is an advantage, and then he's being extorted. And then he has to go try to convince people to give him fire tokens, and then he wins immunity, and then he pulls off the Sophie blindside, which is like the best vote of the season. So he does all of that in one episode. Yeah. It was wild. Well, since you brought it up, what do we think about the shot in the dark? I, I, I like it a lot. I how it works. So if you... <laughs> I hate that they did this, but the die are not like meant to be rolled. It seems yeah. they're more like a symbol, symbolic, like like a fire token. Like this is your shot in the dark. So everyone has one, and if they want to use it that night, they put it in the little urn and they draw a piece of paper, and they have a one in six shot of drawing safe. Oh, I see. But if you use your shot in the dark, you can't vote. So it's really for like if you know you're going home and no one wants to help you out. Like basically, there's yeah. no reason for you to just throw in your vote. It's just like you might as well do the shot in the dark. Yeah, like Abraham should have used it. 
theoretically, if he knew he was going to be. He did it. A five to one. No, he had no idea. And I like, you know, I like the shot in the dark. I hope it, I hope it turns out well. I hope we get like, I only want one use of safety or maybe two. Like, I hope it only works out like once or twice, but I like it. Uh, hot take. I hope it's, I hope it does well in this season. I hope it's then not on next season, but is on 43. Because I think twists like this are oftentimes too like one and done where like the best parts of survivor have come from like time like the immunity idol was used in like new ways in like subsequent seasons after they had watched a season with the immunity idol play out you know what i mean like if someone has an opportunity to see a season with the shot in the dark and then can go play with it it's different than if you're like being introduced to it the first time on the beach you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something where I think I'd like to see it in like a when they have a new like a returner season again. Yeah, I would, I would like. No, it that'd be that. perfect. Like for, for second, second chance too. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, I told. That's exactly what I want. Where it's like a strategic. You know what I mean? It adds a layer yeah. of strategy, but everyone's been exposed to it before. I love yeah. that. I think it's perfect. I want that dice. <laughs> you can it's, probably it's a, yeah, it's cool. at the end of the season they usually auction off everything for charity i don't want to spend that much money on it it wouldn't be that much probably most of the torches go for like 200 dollars, so i doubt that dice would go for that much money that's a lot of money i bet i could buy it on etsy for like 30 bucks someone will probably recreate it yes that's true true um so it's gonna lead us to the the island <laughs> when the boat comes and takes yeah. One person from each tribe to go on a mysterious journey, and we get. I felt like this part was kind of boring. Yeah, I feel like. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. this have long-term like repercussions. I I think that on the first watch it was good, but on the rewatch it's a part I would fast forward through because it's a lot yeah. of just like monologuing from JD. Yeah, um, yeah, and I just don't. No offense, don't care that much. I do. I, I was good. It was good. I liked his scene, but it was I a little long for me. Too. Yeah. And I okay. I there was one thing in this that I did not like. Why did they flash back to day one on day three? Yes. I hated that. I thought that was so stupid. Wait, I, I don't know why. Too. Him starting the fire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was funny. It like it 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 felt like it was like rites of passage, and this was the final three. And they're like walking up the hill and he's like looking back at his game. And this is like his big moment, but it was like the first episode. Like it did not work for me. I was not a fan of that part. Foreshadowing rites of passage. True. Maybe. Something for me to skip through. Yeah. Um, I didn't really, I didn't understand what the. Oh, I liked this part. I didn't really. You want me to explain it? Yeah, like I, I, I like understood a little bit, but so it's kind of like a prisoner's dilemma. It's technically a hawk dove dilemma if you want to get real technical about it. All right. That's a biologist thing. Um, basically, each person had the opportunity to protect or risk their vote. Um, they had to do this separately. So if if um everyone risks their vote, they all lose their vote. But if anyone protected their vote, 
the people who risk their vote would get an extra vote. Oh, okay. So basically, so just one person. Do you risk the uh, the potential of everyone risking it, and you all lose your vote? Um, I thought this was super interesting, and I want to. I have a th- my theory is you should always risk it because first of all, statistically, it's more likely that you'll get the extra vote if you risk it. If you protect it, you're not going to get anything no matter what. But if you lose your vote, that means you also cost two other people from getting an advantage that they could use against you later in the game. True. Oh, that is true. And I think that's something you could explain to your tribe. Like, I knew that I was going to get this extra vote and we could use it for us to help us against them come merge. You could just tell them that straight up. Like, I would be open about it. Not try to hide your extra vote, like which is what Xander did, right? No, but Xander would... was honest about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He said, I have an extra oh, vote now and we can use it for the group. But I'm saying I would always risk it because if you lose it, then you say, I was either going to get an extra vote for the group or I'm pre- preventing them from getting extra votes. If you look at it like that, you know what I mean? I think you can make that sell to your tribe. Yeah. But then they know that you don't have a vote if you're going to tribal that night. That's true, but that doesn't mean you're more likely to go home necessarily. It just means you have less chance of voting someone out. Yeah. Yeah. And you I've, they also didn't know if good. they lost their vote until they went to tribal. Oh yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So technically he could just say, I have my vote right now. So Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a good point. And I okay, so I thought it was two people. If two people risked it, then no one got it. I didn't know if it I thought it was like, but only I was super, one like, person yeah. needed to save it. Yeah, yeah it just had yeah. to be a split decision. Yeah. So it, Danny did, decided to protect his vote, and then Xander and JD risked their vote, and now they both have an extra vote. What would you guys have done? Well, I guess Garrett said he would save it. No, I would risk or it. Risk it. That's yeah. That's what, I, what I meant. That's what I meant. Now, after Garrett's argument, I would risk it, but I probably would have saved it in the moment. I think I would have risked it i just don't think protecting your vote unless you like know you need it for some reason which is hard to say like in the beginning here i guess but like you're not getting anything out of protecting your vote you're only giving other people like think about this way if you protect your vote you're automatically giving anyone who took the risk an advantage and you know you're doing that yeah like you're guaranteeing you're basically guaranteeing an advantage being introduced to the game by choosing protect because there's no way everyone picks protect or there's very few, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like very low odds of everyone picking protect. Yeah. Definitely. And then after okay. that, we got the immunity challenge. Yeah, this is boring. They need to do better with their challenges. I mean, it's a classic like team challenge. Everyone works together. You got the strength and then you got the puzzle puzzle part. I mean, for for day 1, like I was fine with it. I'm just Blue had over a crazy it. come from behind, though. Yeah, yeah. So it was at least True. interesting. I mean, yeah, it was a good challenge in regards to like the competitiveness of it and like the, you know, the back and forth of the tribes. But I mean, the yeah. actual like thing they were doing was just like the same. Yeah. Same old, same old. In my opinion, I don't know. I. I feel like they just have like. 50 different like obstacle course like 
segments and they mix and match them to make new courses each year now um i don't know i just want some variety i wish they did like a creative challenge i think that'd be so funny like imagine if they word i feel like like imagine if they took survivor in like a whole different direction where like they brought in like a group of like local kids and the tribes were tasked with like putting on a play that had to make and then the kids voted for which tribes they liked the best and the best one like got like taskmaster kind of but like not like like not as ridiculous like not all the time just like a couple times you know what i mean just for well, some like, a change of pace just they yeah yeah used to do that in earlier yeah. seasons remember when they do like the had... sos's and stuff like that yeah or like the meke dance challenge in fiji like the original fiji season and earl's dancing or like, or like the best shelter challenge yeah like oh, stuff yeah. like that like bring those kind of i, I don't know bring I'm missing. I'm tired of obstacle courses. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Survivor yeah. can be more than obstacle courses. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. I get it. But get used to obstacle courses. I'm used to it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So blue team wins. The yes. other two tribes go to tribal council. Oh, the only thing about the challenge I want to say is that Sarah or Shan like missed a puzzle piece like it was in their bag and yeah. they didn't like notice and that's why they lost so that'll come up but yeah we go back to the beaches i think we start with the yellow team yeah well there's some stuff that we kind of didn't talk about early on the yellow tribe we, it's better to talk about now anyways abraham like threw tiffany under the bus um because he said that she jumped in the water to go get the paddle when she shouldn't have um if you go back and rewatch it though they very clearly tell her to get in the water. Like someone, someone's like Tiffany, get in the water, and she does it. So like, Abraham had the wrong read on that situation. The fact that Liana went and snitched so quickly on Tiffany or to Tiffany, I mean, makes me think that Abraham was rubbing people the wrong way or for yeah. some reason. Like they were just not trusting him already. So basically, the the vote is Evie is in charge of this, in my opinion. Like. They are dictating where everyone's voting. And Evie has a tight block of three with Liana and Tiffany to vote against Abraham. And they just need to convince Voce to flip. But then obviously Voce and Xander are a duo because of the whole sweat thing. That's what Evie points out earlier. Um, And so it ends up being a five to one vote against Abraham. Yeah, I I feel like this was pretty like like dry. yeah like i was no real shocker or anything like i, I enjoyed surprised. this vote i really enjoyed this vote yeah i enjoyed it tension. because he was so surprised he was surprised but i think i genuinely think that because it sh- quote unquote should be tiffany if you go off of like the classic survivor season right yeah there's that tension of like is it going to still be that way? Even if all the signs are kind of pointing to Abraham, I, I was really like, Elsa took a video of me. I was, I was not convinced at all that Tiffany was staying until the votes started like really coming in. Yeah. Um, so it, it felt, I liked how it was tense, but I also felt like I understood what was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. We came in, we felt like it could go either way. We were explained both options about why it could go either way. And then at tribal, we found out which way it went. That's how I like my survivor. I found like the, I felt like the green tribal council was like so confusing. 
Yeah. I never, I don't really have like that much closure on it yet. It was good. It was good TV, but it was, I don't know. That was a blind side for me, the Green Travel Council. (laughs) Yeah. I, everything was like, I had no clue what was was, going on. She was our fifth pick on the board. Your second pick, Sarah. Yeah. I, I was shocked that Sarah went home. Like, I don't know. I, I thought like, Maybe it was going to be um, whoever they were throwing out, JD. I thought it was going to be JD. And then that was going to be Brad. Yeah. And then they start talking and say, but Brad, I had no clue. How are you feeling when it was between Brad and Sarah? <laughs> I it <was> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. But one of the best moments of this episode was when Ricard, like, totally throws brad under the bus because it's ricard shan and sarah and then brad walks up and brad says something on the lines of like yeah. i don't want to vote for jd which means that the only other person is genie right and so ricard goes oh so who do you want to vote for then just be honest just tell us and brad's like uh well to be fair shan's name's on the table and uh, Sarah's name's on the table right now. While they were standing. <laughs> While they're standing right, right there. Um, and this is why, like, the legend of Brad is growing is because he did that, and then he's – it happened. And so people are, like, making the joke that, like, Brad is actually a god-tier Survivor player. Um, Wait, yeah. so talking through <laughs> voting Sarah out, is it literally just because she, she didn't do well in the challenge? No. So I have a feeling that – I think Ricard is actually on the outs here. Um, I think Shan is in control. And I think Shan is really tight with JD. And seemingly tight with Jeannie and Brad also. Like they have a four maybe. I think Shan's tight with Ricard, but Ricard falsely believes that he and Shan are running the tribe. When Shan is running it by herself with her evil... Um, Rob described that as her shantham, and I think that is great. <laughs> uh, Shan really popped for me as my favorite character and my winner pick from the episode. So she, you you think she's she gonna was, win? I thought she was doing real well. She was um exactly how I hoped she would be and exactly the opposite of how I thought she was going to be. Like, I was worried that she was going to be, like, uber, like, religion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she's fun. I like her a lot. And she was Um, our, what was she, fifth overall pick of our draft? Yeah, she was our sixth pick, my second pick. Um, she was my second pick of like when I ranked them, she was number two for me. Yeah. After Ricard. Um someone pointed this out online that Shan is dressed like Luigi, and I cannot unsee it. She oh yeah. Why? Oh why mean, is she wearing a green shirt? You mean Charlie? She has Day? a green sweater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember. Is that what you mean? Charlie Day as Luigi. I mean, sure. We but, uh, do not Shan, need to talk about we that. Don't, yeah, we oh. definitely don't even dive into that rabbit hole. 
But Shans is wearing overalls and a green sweater. Makes you look like Luigi. Anyways. Also, Jeannie had to wear the that like sweatshirt. Yeah. She was yeah. probably dying in that. Oh my god. I would but at least out. she has a jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Angelina would love it. <laughs> love a jacket. Actually, Angelina did a power ranking and that was the number one jacket. <laughs> I'm not joking. She on her Twitter, she like posted like her five favorite jackets from the season. Go, no, Let she did go. not. I'm not joking. Go look it up. No. I'm dead effing serious. Okay. Um. Do we have any final thoughts about this week of Survivor? Survivor moving forward. Um, I think this is gonna be a great season. Me too. I agree. This cast has good vibes. It better yeah. be. The editing is still, I forgot how good the editing of Survivor is. Maybe it's just because we talk about it so much. And so in my brain, it's like, this is good no matter what. But I really thought it was good. And I think everything is going to pay off later on. Yeah. I'm... I, I, I'm one of the people who thinks that most of the new seasons have actually been good. And that they've had like production problems that have like caused the season to then become not good. Like season 35 with um, Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. I think is a really, really good season until Ben idles his way to the end and then the final four fire making comes out of nowhere and then Ben wins. Like, if Ben goes home in that four spot where he should have gone home, it's a great season. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. an iconic elimination. He, it, it narratively is way more satisfying, but because it's like all screwed up, it's like Game of Thrones where like, doesn't matter if the first six seasons were really good. The last two seasons were garbage and it ruined the rest of it. Yeah, I'm still someone who's mixed on Edge. Like, Edge I feel was, the same way about Edge. Like, like, it was a really good season until the end. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's hard. It's really Imagine hard. if Victoria won. Well, you know who I wanted to win. Yeah. Rick Devins. Rick Devins, King. King. I love my, my own Rick Devins. You got to be on. <laughs> I told you also. Chance. Love you did tell me. Elsa was trying to. I, we were watching that season because we were going to see Lauren at the party, and Elsa didn't know who she was. So, and Elsa was trying to guess who your favorite player was from the season. No, I. You told me I had. To. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I wasn't trying to hide that. But Elsa was guessing like all the women that are young. Then like Whoa. every person except for Rick Devins. And I was like, no, it's Rick Devins. And she was like, well, because, really? Because what you <laughs> said was he's so much like Taj. And I hadn't seen that much from Rick Devins to understand that. Yeah, he he's like my he's like my second or third favorite Survivor player ever. <laughs> I feel like wow. he's you on Survivor, but like older. It's like Jeremy's number one, and then him and Tyson always flip-flop. Wow, what a top three! <laughs> That's crazy. You're definitely winners. a new. You're definitely a new school fan. True, true as That's hell. That's for sure. Anyways, anything else good. about Survivor Forty One? It was great. I don't have anything. So it excited. was great. I'm excited for next week. Um, let's just talk about Bachelor in Paradise. I thought the first half of this episode was so boring. I'm gonna be honest. I did not watch it. I only I read well, I read updates about it because I, it I heard it was boring. I watched the first like 10 minutes and then my Hulu stopped working, so I couldn't finish it. 
The okay. only thing interesting I heard about was the Ivan thing. Well, there's, yeah, like, basically the first half of the episode is everyone is just, like, falling in love with each other. Um, you get, like, Gross. well, obviously you had Joe and Serena. Mm-hmm. And, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Then Kendall is, like, this is the part where Kendall's, like, I can't be here. And so Kendall leaves. And Classic. Yeah, Kendall's, like, uh, you know, I'm out of here, whatever. She's heartbroken. Um, for Kendall. Joe is like fall- they had this whole thing where Kendall is like in the car crying and then it cuts to Joe and Serena like kissing in the in the bed or whatever. But it wasn't like malicious. Like Joe's Joe's done his thing. He said his piece, but Joe and Serena falling in love. Um and then you have uh Noah and Abigail and I they're getting close to saying that they're falling in love with each other, but they haven't said it yet. They're just like spending more time together. You have Kenny and Mari who get a one-on-one date and guess what happens? They bone. Gets naked. Oh, mm. I was close. Kenny gets naked. And basically this one-on-one date. Why is he really naked weird. all the time? It's, it's weird. It's like basically they're trying to, it's, it's like this food sexual thing. Where, oh, is this when she like licked sour cream off of his thigh? Yeah, it's like they laid down <gasps> naked and put like tacos on each other's body. And I, hate Mar- I hate this. Mar- I hate this. I hate this show. And- when they do these stupid dates, these stupid effing dates with these nasty effing things, straight people, you're the rotted ones for years. I said gay people are rotted because we do gross things, but that's because you've driven us to the dark corners of society. Meanwhile, you shine a spotlight, a fucking spotlight on this nasty effing shit that you guys do. Tell me, is this your culture, heteros? You eat tacos off each other? I bet it was like white people tacos too. I bet it wasn't even real taco. It was ground beef. It was ground beef, sour cream, and shredded cheese. Probably. And like, and then like Mari like got naked and he put tacos on her. And the worst part is they just kept putting sour cream all over each other. This sounds like, like uh, it sounds like code words. Sounds like code words. Like they kept like he tacoed her, she tacoed him. There was sour cream everywhere. Like, Like, do you hear this? Okay. Imagine like a sexual moment when they're rubbing like lotion on each other and you but see it was the, sour it's cream. sour cream like going up Dude, their legs this is a fetish you can't like, tell me this isn't a fetish <laughs> and like rubbing it in like the sour cream and licking it no and- there is some okay remember how we, we were like there's a secret society that's that's like the bachelor plus like football plus yes. <laughs> um whatever it's it's a fetish society is what i've decided because they all watch this show for these scenes Who's watching it for this? Who? I know. There has to be some like group of executives who pays off ABC to include these things so they can get off to it at home. This is the weirdest thing. Like the blowing was already too much for me. Remember the blowing? The- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still don't think the blowing was that weird. You're yeah, making it, it out to be bad. crazy, and it's. Not- I literally think it is the weirdest thing to sit there on the- a bed next to your friend. And you just are blowing on women. Like, you're just yes, blowing on them. The only part that is weird about it is that they are right next to each other. No, I yeah. still yes. think it's weird to just have a... Okay, imagine this. You just meet someone and they say, can you lay down on a bed so I can blow on you? Well, they've done worse. With my... they did naked volleyball. And yeah, stuff. that was also horrible. 
I, but I in the context of like the bachelor that is what you do and yeah. just like sensually blowing on someone is not a weird thing for i'm aware of that's do. what they do in the bachelor that's why i'm saying it's run by a secret fetish group that's like wanting this because who actually watches it for these scenes well anyway do you watch it for these scenes elsa no, no i don't watch it do you watch it for these scenes, Taj? No, but I rest I think my case. They're always boring, but whatever. I rest my case. Going case. on, they're falling in love with each other, yada yada, and then two new guys come on. It's Damar, who's the guy from Claire's season. He's from Scottsdale, and then no memory of oh, Damar. Oh, the biker. Yeah, he runs yeah. like a cycling thing. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I have zero memory then, of this man. I'm really impressed with myself. For I honestly that. forgot who the other new guy was. <laughs> Um, cool. Which, oh man, I honestly can't even remember. Um, someone wants to pull it up, that'd be greatly appreciated because I don't remember. Just give and, him a fake name. So, uh, Kyle. Okay. Um, so then <laughs> d- they go on dates. Oh, wait. Oh, I remember. I remember. It's Ed. Ed from Clarence. Oh, that doofus. He's a firefighter. Oh, and he, like, gotten like. No, I remember yeah, this guy. Yeah, and he's he, like, a doofus. got in a fight with, uh, with someone. <laughs> But yeah, he he looks he he's like shredded now. He looks good, but so he already was shredded. He said he looks like a thumb. All right, he does. It's been a while. So then they, oh yeah yeah, I'm remembering more now. Now Remember we said he looked like a little thumb because his (laughs) neck was like too short, and he's like. (laughs) So Ed picks (laughs) Natasha for his date, and then Demar picks, um, I don't know some chick. And uh, it was weird because Marisa was like, really liked Damar preseason. Like she was like, I want Damar. And then Riley was like, I don't like that. And then um, he takes, so Ed takes Natasha. They have a really good date. Things go well. Damar takes someone, uh, I think it goes fine or whatever. And then (laughs) uh, Riley and Marissa have like this moment where Marissa's like, like she's like i want more out of riley like he's not like talking to me that much like i'm feeling some type of way and then marissa was like would you have been mad if riley or if damar picked me for the date and riley's like yeah but i wouldn't have said anything and she was like okay why and then they kind of just had like this moment they cried or whatever you kind of talk about personal stuff and they opened up and they're like probably falling in love with each other then what happens okay that was the first half super boring like so boring i'm sleeping then what happens oh demar picks chelsea on the date that's no i don't know no who is chelsea chelsea is the the short hair with the she bleached it the model bleached buzz cut from oh she's with yeah okay wait i don't think he picks another date oh well my statement still stands though here's where things i didn't know who she was before there it's the next day it's morning and a producer comes out and the producer says hey guys there is a tropical hurricane coming to paradise very soon and we need to evacuate right now and then everyone's like oh shit like and they're like i don't know and then like people are doing confessionals when there's like the rains coming down and they're like i don't know if i'm ever gonna see joe again like this might be our last moment together and then everyone like gets Very their dramatic. stuff. You get a whole shot where you see all of production with the cameras. And then they all get in cars and drive away. And then they show like footage of the hurricane on Paradise. 
And then the next day, everything's fine. And the hurricanes, like, trash stuff, but it was fine. And everyone comes back. So there was, like, no reason for that. It was just, like, such high tension, and it was for nothing. And so everyone comes back. They're like, okay, cool, back to paradise. Then at the end, the rose ceremony happens. Uh, it's before the – oh, because it's, like, the rose ceremony got – canceled because the storm so they had the whole day for the rose ceremony ivan this is ivan's no-no ivan's talking to aaron and uh 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 guy who's really big who has the slick back hair um his name josh james james oh yeah yeah that's funny i forgot his name but ivan's like you know like i'm just gonna like I'm not getting a roast tonight. I'm going to accept my fate, lie down and die because like, I don't want to like be desperate and like try and like hunt for a rose. And they're like, yeah, like you do you, man. Like, I get that. Like, love you, brother. And then Ivan pulls Chelsea and he's like, I feel like we just vibe well together. And Chelsea's like, yeah, no, we do. And then Ivan starts making out with Chelsea. And then they're like, should we go? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, hold hands and they're walking back to the bar. And then Aaron's like, piss and then he starts to get in ivan's face he's like ivan what the hell is wrong with you and ivan starts to go like yeah 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 and then it ends and then the yeah so there's gonna be a fight at the beginning of and there's two weeks left wait what wait there's two two weeks left yes there's this upcoming week and then the week after didn't last week we thought that this was the last week you guys said that and i believed it no elsa said that i because i looked it up and it said that the, the 22nd was the last day. Well, originally I thought this might be the last episode because I thought the storm was going to ruin everything and then the show would end or whatever. But that's not the case. So they have two more weeks left. Yeah. And so that's what? the episode. It was not that good. Um, I... Well, I need to... What did I read? I'm so confused. Why? What because... did you read? One sec. But I gotta say, what you said last week about Ivan, where it's like we think he's this like super kind, gentle, nerdy guy who's like not like Ivan is like a player, and like he is like what you said earlier. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely clear, and it's kind of turning me off of Ivan, if I'm being honest. Huh. Or maybe not. You never know. Like there was that one part with Kendall. I don't like you guys saw the episode where um, Kendall was watching Joe and Serena like make out, and she's like not feeling well. Like she's like, oh, like I can't do this. And then Ivan's like, here, come here, and he like tries to like make out with her when he's in like a group with all of them, and it's so weird. And she's like, no, not now. And then Ivan's like, what? Can I? You want to hear something really weird? Yeah. What just happened? Oh, for, first of all, I think there's someone in my like crawl space above me. Like I've never heard, <laughs> I could hear someone like walking on my ceiling and I've never heard that before. And it was freaking me out. Um, second of all, I looked up the schedule for Bachelor in Paradise. Um, there it is 11 episodes. We have seen nine of them. So there is two more. But the way they did this is so weird because the first seven episodes or okay so the first episode is week one and then two and three are both week two like week two part one week two part two 
and then week three, part one, week three, part two, week four, part one, week four, part two, and then week five, week six, week seven, week eight. What? I know. Why are they like, what happened? I'm so confused by that timeline. Why did they have three weeks where they like really stretched it out? It's like they didn't know what to, it's like they didn't know when like Bachelorette was airing. And so they thought they had all this time to stretch it out. But then Bachelorette was like, no, like we're, we're Ooh, doing maybe. it. We're doing it in October. And then they're like, okay, okay. Like we'll wrap up real soon. Oh, that's a good. That's okay. A good ba- Bachelorette's not far away. It might be like early November. I don't know. No, it's when. in October, I think. Okay. Yeah. So it's literally coming probably a week and a half after Bachelor in Paradise ends. Okay, so I guess this is a spoiler about what happened with Bachelor in Paradise. All right, well. I'm ready. I guess it's a spoiler. Yeah, okay. Is it with Ivan? Yeah, it's about Ivan. So, and that's why I'm confused because it happened on the night of the evacuation. So basically, Ivan broke out of his room when they were like in sequester or whatever to hide from the hurricane. And went to a girl named Alexa's room who was on Peter's season. She was like gonna come on later, like as a new girl. And he went and like slept with her that night. And then producers found out that they were hanging out together and they both got kicked off the show. So I'm guessing that happens like at the beginning of next week's episode. But because I think there's a preview, and apparently in the preview, there's a scene of Wells sitting Ivan down on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is, because there is. And in the pre- you think it has to do with the fight, because you it, it's like this high tension, like, it, I think someone, like, Aaron looks like he's about to kill Ivan. Yeah, Like, yeah. actually beat up Ivan. And Ivan would not be able to take Aaron. But No. <laughs> and then, yeah, Wells is like, do you know about the situation? Like, how or whatever see ivan we were right ivan's a player yeah what the hell everyone is on this show well that's that that's uh bachelor in paradise we'll wrap it up with uh real housewives and uh drag race drag drag race the drag race thing is like a footnote all right we can do that first first ever bio queen on drag race so someone assigned female at birth who identifies as female yeah oh yeah oh yeah i heard about that um so that'll be interesting she did really well on the first episode she got second place in the challenge so nice good for her it looks like it's gonna be a good season except for the person who wins um i saw a post on reddit that compared them to wait do you watch game of thrones taj no wow there goes your analogy. No, it just makes me realize how much older I am than you. Because well, if you were my age, there's no way you, yeah, you never would have watched it. But if Taj was my age, there's no way he wouldn't have I wanted to. not I just watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't have HBO. So my like my parents watched it. I wanted to. Do you know who Joffrey is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Joffrey is like the, the stuck up brat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there's a drag queen on. It looks like if Joffrey was like really feeling himself. <laughs> like <laughs> if Joffrey was like a twink. <laughs> that is homophobic it's really funny i didn't say privilege (laughs) um so yeah that's drag race uk season three that's happening right now anyways that's cool real housewives Um, of salt lake city 
I don't even remember this happened. I watched this episode yeah, a week a week ago almost. Yeah. A week ago. I do not remember what happened. I just remember like key things. So first thing I want to say, what the hell is going on with Mary's house? Did you like closely pay attention during it that was scene? Awful. It is the ugliest house I've ever seen. It looks I mean, like an I spy book. It is it, so full of shit. She said that they moved in when her son was born. And I don't remember how old he is. Like 18. He's like 20. Yeah. So 18, 20, somewhere in there. I, it, she said that they haven't done anything to this house since they moved in 20 years ago. And it shows. However, a lot of the decor in this house is clearly much older. It's, but it's to me, it's not just like the, it is the decor and like how ugly it is, but it's also just like how much crap she has piled up. Like, Taj, she has an entire table of jars full of candy right next to her dining room table. And her dining room table is like these giant chairs. Like, I don't even know how to describe these chairs but they're like hmm. i just I can't I've, believe these people i have no I idea what you're can. talking about but this begs the question I'm gonna find is, the pictures. is mary a hoarder and it's just hard to tell because she's so rich her house is so big no True. i think she's definitely a hoarder remember her closet from last season and yeah. how she like turns her bedroom into another closet like she sleeps in a room with like racks of clothing it's like her bed and then like a tiny little walkway and then tons and tons of clothes. Plus, she said she has her own closet in another room that's a closet and her husband's closet is actually her closet. Like, this woman just has so much stuff going on. We're not going on. Like, she just has all this crap for no reason. I, I don't, I could never... Okay. I don't understand how people live like this. I don't know if you can really see it, but look at these chairs that she has. Oh, they're huge. They're huge, they're huge. and they're all different colors and like crazy designs. Like it literally looks like a fun house that she lives in. Yeah, that's her. There's one room in the house that has green carpet. Like, well, that's what green. I was talking about about the super outdated. It's like, so that's, ugly. That's it's very so ugly. That's very like seven. It's hideous. Did you see? Really and then she, she went into her son's room and he has a giant ass red fridge just floating in the middle of the room. Like, yeah, like not even like, if, in like the, not, the not in the corner, not on the wall. It's just like in the middle of the room, giant and red had, fridge. And all like, it's in it is milk <laughs> and <yeah>. water. <laughs> and, and he had like, like Gucci bedspread. Taj, I'm talking like oh full God. size full-size fridge not like a mini fridge not like a dorm room fridge that like maybe a, a rich fridge. kid would have in their room yeah like and a literal like a, nice ass fridge like a like big chrome fridge. red fridge <laughs> yeah wild but i don't remember and all he keeps in it is freaking milk <laughs> why that's the utah you need you need um, your milk another thing i remember from this episode is that heather or jen is trying to reconcile with heather so she invites her. Oh my God. Yeah. To like this freaking crazy ass place. I don't even know where they were. So, Have you Taj, ever seen a place like this? I've seen 
similar stuff to this, but not really. No, I've never they seen this kind of thing in Minnesota. Every Can you describe it's it an, then? It's an ice castle. Oh, so okay. You, so it's just kind of like a touristy. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking thing about. Thing where they've got this like felt more like a rich person and... version, though. No, this is exactly what it looks like. Like it's they're very like... nice and expensive. This well, was expensive, even... yeah. Not really, even. They had a private room with a fireplace and beverages and catering. Well, well, that part of it was expensive. I'm sure that they have rooms that you can rent out, but the, the thing itself is... So like, And it, it melts every year, right? And they have to make it again. Yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, but then they yeah. remake it, and then I think they do, like, shows and stuff, and at night they have, like, colorful lights that light the ice up and events and stuff. Um. When Jen and her uh, assistant Stu, who's the guy who got arrested with her, arrived there first and were like bumbling around, like slipping on the ice. Oh my God. It gave me such strong Yizma and Kronk energy. <laughs> like it was so, like, cause she's like, she's like decked out in like this, all this fur, right? And then she's like slipping around, like falling, like, and like getting lost and then heather shows up and heather's like i have no idea where i am and then jen sleds into the scene to greet her in the most like ridiculous over the top like planned fake obvious way and heather was just like and there's jen (laughs) grand entrance so jen is upset that like people don't accept her apologies she thinks she's like i apologize all the time and no one ever and they always make me apologize again and then heather and confessional is like well you see the thing about an apology is you gotta actually change your behavior (laughs) otherwise you're just gonna have to apologize because you did it again (laughs) like the reason you're apologizing all the time jen is because you're messing up all the time (laughs) this specific kind of thing is leaking into my real life right now and I when that when Heather was talking about that I could not feel it any harder yeah I, I feel that like oh um, this scene is capped off by like the most chaotic energy I've ever seen it's so funny Jen takes like they have like churros sitting there for them to eat Oh, yeah. And in, in front of them is like, you know, those like glass fires, like the like electronic fires you turn on oh. and it has like little glass shards in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, the yeah. flames come out of the glass. Um, Jen takes the churros and just throws them in the fire thinking you're supposed to like cook them in there, I guess. And Heather's like, um, no. And like Don't takes them out. And then Jen eats it still. <laughs> they both eat them. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> That's, oh my god that's, that's so funny jen is a wild wild person who i tried looking up all of her social media and it's all been deactivated which i don't know i was surprised by that it has been at least her instagram is that's gone. new that's recent really yeah she's been posting stuff on her story recently about like oh she posts stuff on her story all the time um i think this and- week's episode is going to be really good because meredith is going to confront jen 
um they're gonna go like ice fishing <laughs> and then meredith and jen are gonna get into a fight on the frozen lake <laughs> that's amazing and meredith is like foaming at the mouth and for the woman who's like i'm disengaging like all the time to see her be like I'm tired of all the lies, the deceit, the backstabbing, the flip-flopping, and the turning around. I can't take it anymore, and neither should you. Like, she really, like, her Xanax must have worn off that day, because she's really feeling it. <laughs> Meredith is truly... Wild. Coming to life I relate to Meredith so much. I love She's her. just... She is the definition of real, I think. You know what I mean? Like, she's not trying to be... It doesn't... It doesn't, it doesn't feel... And this is the best housewife. It doesn't feel like she's trying to cause drama for the sake of the show. Whereas sometimes it does with these people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like she's genuinely pissed off. <laughs> like she's I not happy. <laughs> I would be too. But that's what I'm saying is I it feels genuine. It feels it feels real. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I got on Salt Lake City this week. Um, I realized that we didn't talk about the circle, but that's because I don't think any of us watch the circle. Because it sucks this season. Womp, Alyssa womp, said womp. that these four episodes were good, but I still did not watch them. So if you want to know what happened on the circle, you can go watch it yourself. Yeah. I watched the masked singer and I was incredibly disappointed. It because, started? Yeah. What? Who got unmasked? The who big was reveal it? was I think someone that maybe Taj or no, Taj definitely would have known who this person was and probably would have been excited. But I did not know who they were. Tell me. <laughs> no, it's going to make me sound so stupid. One second. Let me look it up again. Because I already forgot okay. his name. What was I didn't the know character? The octopus was the first person unmasked. There's what actually song? been three people unmasked already. I have, I do not. Oh, he did Tutti Frutti. I think that's song. Like, oh, Tutti Frutti. I like that song. Tutti Frutti. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Yeah. The first person eliminated was Dwight Howard. Oh what? That's cool. He's a Laker, right? He's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he is. Um, NBA player. Yeah, I'm just not a basketball fan, so I just I've no like, I barely know who Shaq and Michael Jordan are. Like I do, you know what I mean? But like, if I'm I'm being a little hyperbolic, but it's true. Yeah, unless you want a little, unless you want a little like, sports talk. Speaking the, of the circle the podcast, I can remember little... in uh, season two when Delisa, as Trevor, had to like identify those three basketball players, and it was like Scottie Pippen and some other people. I never would have known who they were, literally ever. And I got it wrong every time. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, the, the other people other... unmasked were Vivica A. Fox and Tony Braxton. I don't know who Vivica A. Fox is. I don't know who She's just an actress. Who's Tony Braxton again? Vivica A. Fox is the fairy godmother in Ella Enchanted. Who's Tony Braxton again? Tony Braxton is a singer. Wait, she's saying Hey Mickey, right? Yeah. Uh, Tony Braxton sang the the one-hit wonder of the 80s, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. She's also Tamar Braxton's sister. Yeah, I don't that's... know if Tony did Tony Braxton sing Mickey. No, I'm lying. It's Tony Basil. Oh, Tony <laughs> I was gonna say I don't. I was gonna say I don't think Tony Braxton is a one-hit wonder. Yeah, no, I'm. Lying. She's won seven Grammy isn't. Awards. Oh yeah, no, I'm so lying. Yeah, it's it's Tony Basil. Tony oh, Braxton has yes. sold over seventy million world seventy million records worldwide and is one of the best-selling female R&B artists in history. Hey, can I ask a question? Who's no. Casey Musgraves? 
Oh, she's just like a country singer, but the I, gays stand her. Okay, I heard one of her songs recently, and I was like, pretty good, pretty good. And I checked out like her bio, and it said like six-time Grammy winner. And I was mm-hmm. like, who is she? No, she's very famous. I don't know how you don't know who she is. She has that song "Golden Hour" that was really popular. Golden Shower. No. Tosh. Something else. Go Google that one. Okay. Um. Hell yeah. I will just say last thing about the Mad Singer. The baby is horrifying. <laughs> so scary. Tosh, Tosh, look up the baby. I okay. I honestly, I'll be watching all the Mad Singer highlights on YouTube as I do every year. What season is this? Six. Six. You got to look baby? up the baby mask, though, because it the is baby something is... to behold. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, the movie Super Baby Geniuses. Yes, I have. The giant baby. Do you know, know the giant baby in Whoa. Super Baby Geniuses? Is this Baby just... Genius 1 or Baby Geniuses 2? Baby Geniuses 1. So not the one with the superpowers? Aren't they no no no? Aren't they called Super Baby Geniuses in the no, first one? No, it's Baby Geniuses, and the second one is Baby Geniuses too. When they get superpowers. Okay, then just the first, just the first one. Taj, do you know about the Baby Geniuses franchise? I might, but I would it's barely a terrifying, call it a franchise. The, pre- the premise is that babies are intel- incredibly intelligent until they turn like two years old, and then they forget everything. Okay, wait, so there's like, a third one. Yeah. A third one came out. When? Wait, there's so many. I told you it was a franchise. Hey, I kind of, I kind of wish that we went through and did a ranking of all of these masks or all these costumes. We can still do that because they're kind of sick. Like the caterpillar is wild. Beach ball is obviously the fucking best. It's one. super cool, yeah. But okay. Octopus Wait, I only cool see two fingers. baby geniuses. So there's. So there's Baby Geniuses, which came out in 99. Super Baby Geniuses. It's called Super Babies, Super Baby Geniuses 2. Oh my that came out in 2004. Yeah. There's no um, third one, though. There's a third one called what? Super Baby... It's called Baby Genius 3, Baby Squad Investigators. And it came out in 2013. Then there was Baby Geniuses... Where is this one called? Baby Geniuses and the Treasures of Egypt from 2014 and Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby. So the Baby Geniuses stole artifacts from Egypt and took it themselves a la Hobby Lobby. I didn't realize it was like that big of a franchise when I... I didn't either. And they all have (laughs) Skylar Shay in them. (laughs) That... I hate it. ESI? But... What? Jesus Christ. The third one is a CSI joke. The fourth, the okay. Each one has like a stupid like sub theme. The second one is superhero. The third one is CSI like spies. The f- fourth one or whatever is is like, like Indiana National Jones. Treasure. Yeah. No, it's Indiana Jones. That's the Indiana Jones font on the title. Oh, yeah, it is. And the last one is space. It's so stupid. Sci-fi. This is so but there's I think he's called Little Baby Bunting from the first one from Baby Geniuses. And he's how did we get on this? Oh, baby from the singer. I hate it. Is there anything else we really want to talk about before we end off here? Nope. I'm good. With that, 
your babies have just become geniuses you've just gotten real <laughs> they say listening to us is just as uh, beneficial as listening to mozart exactly congratulations babies <laughs> we'll be back next week talking about the end of big brother survivor bachelor in paradise real housewives salt lake city the usual suspects and we'll talk to you next time bye 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 bye, bye. And we'll get real with you. I just want you to react to this picture. I want you to see Baby Bunting. What is this thing? It's is Baby it Bunting. Is it a costume? Yeah, it's for like a theme park. That's like the mask. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a. It's not park. like in universe a real baby. It's like a costume. It's a costume, but is it? And it sounds like. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, thank you.